Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Unfuck Nation. This is your host, Gary John Bishop, here with my kind of bastardized accent. I'm this half American, half Scottish thing that you've come to hear so frequently when you download the show. I got a great show for you today, and I got some brilliant news. So today is the release, October 13th, for my brand new book, Wise as Fuck, Simple Truths to Guide You Through the Shitstorms of Life. Don't we all need a little bit of that? So on today's show, I'm actually going to talk about uh, my inspiration for this book. I don't really get much of an opportunity to talk directly with the people who follow me online and follow the podcast about what was going on in my mind when I write these various books. So I wanted to give you a little insight into wise as fuck. And then, of course, you can buy this book anywhere where one might find good books, because I think it's a good book. And then obviously later on the show, we're going to have Stephen come in. He's going to parlay some questions that we've been getting and we've been getting more and more questions. And some of the questions we've been getting from the listeners are freaking awesome. I mean, like really powerful questions. And I'll keep reiterating this because I think it's important for us all to be reminded of it. When you ask a question of the nation, I know some of you are like, you want to ask your question? Like, oh, I wonder what he would say about this, right? Or I don't want to, I don't. You know, I don't really want to talk about this shit. I just want him to have me talk and then maybe I'll fucking magically fix it. But what I notice is when people step up and they ask their question, I want you to know that when you submit a question to me, I, I know what it takes for somebody to kind of be that vulnerable, to talk about their life in that way. I also know that for many of you, you've been carrying this shit around and this is your opportunity to kind of get out there. And you start to look at it from a different angle. You know, I'm also crystal clear that most of the stuff that's out there when it comes to what you're dealing with and your problems hasn't done shit for you, right? And then sometimes what I say to people is a little counterintuitive, right? So you listen to what I'm saying, you're like, oh, fuck, what? That doesn't sound right. But our culture these days is so much about blame and uh, victim, right? And it's such a big fucking thing, right? Like you can't even talk about what it is to be a responsible human being. And by being responsible, by the way, I don't mean you get up at fucking the same time every day and, you know, you iron your fucking jeans or something. I mean, being a responsible human being, is, being it means like you're starting to kind of own and accept your own triggers and having a say in how that goes and having a say how your future goes 
and starting to kind of put your past in the right place that you can build on and grow from there. Like you start to own not only who you've been, who you are, but who you're out to be. So it's very challenging to have a conversation about responsibility in an environment where people are quick to go to blame and victimization, right? Responsibility has absolutely fucking nothing to do with blame. They're not the same thing. They're often confused for the same thing. A simple one I like to give to people is, you know, you drive your car responsibly or you don't. And if you drive your car responsibly, your chances of things going wrong for you are greatly reduced. Not guaranteed, but greatly reduced. If you drive your car irresponsibly, your chances of things going wrong for you are greatly increased. And in the event of something going wrong for you, you might find yourself to fucking blame. So responsibility and blame are not the same thing. You drive your car responsibly or irresponsibly. They're on the same spectrum, right? So responsibility is kind of a little bit more like ownership of something, ownership of oneself, ownership of where, who one has been, ownership of where one is headed. Everything that I do, you guys, is based in this idea of responsibility because, you know, some of the greatest thinkers of the last couple of hundred years, at least, their philosophies, their ideas were based in this fundamental principle of responsibility. Why is that the case? That's the case because if you can't find yourself at the center of your own universe, it means somebody or something else is And by default, whether you fucking like it or not, you're not a victim. You're not the effect of something. So responsibility is a conscious choice of yours where you stick yourself in the middle of things and you start to look out from there and you start to take responsibility. And when you take responsibility for what has been, you realize you have a massive fucking say in what's to come. So that really kind of ties in well with wise as fuck. And the thing that it's always kind of troubled me has been this notion of wisdom, right? Like, what is it to be a wise human being? And how do you get wise, right? So most people would say, well, you get wise through experience. But you and I both know that's not fucking true because there's tons of shit you've got experience with that you know you shouldn't fucking do and you're still doing it. So it's not experience then. And then so obviously the next place we go as well, it's knowledge. Like it's an accumulation of knowledge, but that's not true either. I mean, just think of all the books you've read and all the things you've heard and the advice you've been given and you still live this fucking life, right? Like you're even listening to me every week, right? And then as you get out of the car, you're like, well, that's that fucking done and back into the same life again, right? And I know some of you are making changes and you're going for it and that's fucking awesome. But there's a number of you who are just like, oh, this guy speaks a lot of sense. I mean, I'm not going to fucking do any of this shit, but sounds good to me. Or maybe you use it so you can go talk to your friends about what you heard, like, so that you'll sound wise, but you're not making wise choices in your life. And an example that I use in the book is, you know, like, we've all had things in our life and we've said to ourselves, I'm never going to do that again. That is not fucking wisdom, right? My fucking five-year-old says that shit, right? That's just a good practice in life. So this is what I I wanted to give people in the book, like how to accumulate wisdom, wisdom that works for you 
not only now in your life, but for the rest of your life, the kind of wisdom that when life comes at you, you've got something in your toolbox, something that you've already adopted as your own. So in this book, I, I, I cut it up into four sections. And to me, the sections that I split this into are like foundational pieces of any human being's life. So one of the pieces I'm out to give away to you was about love. Like, what is it? What if you could actually be wise with love? What if you could go through your life and love lives for you, like some kind of place that you come from, as opposed to something you're defending or reaching for or something you're in survival about, right? Which I know some of you are, right? You're in survival about love, right? Because you don't fucking have it. And so you're scrolling through the internet looking for the one, 8 billion fucking people, but you're that special. There's only fucking one. So what I'm really out to give away to people in this book is real tangible nuggets of wisdom that when you apply your life to it, you'll start to see all the spaces, all the gaps, all the inconsistencies with how you currently do love in your life. And that applies to the other pieces that are featured in the book. Like, how the fuck do you deal with loss? And you, like everybody else, have a kind of way that you do that. And I'm going to assert that it's not a particularly wise way to handle it. And the same with success. And many people are in the pursuit of a brand new future for themselves. And their idea of success is built into that. But you should know, by the way, your grasp or your reaching for success also includes this thing called disappointment. And it's not the game of success that fucks people over. It's the arrival of disappointment that knocks the wind out yourselves. Again, the aim of this book is once you kind of get these four foundational pieces of wisdom in your toolbox, like they're there for you, they live for you, they're real for you, they're not just fucking throwaway lines that you've thought about it and you've studied it and you've applied it to your life and that it came to life for you. I go into this whole idea of, well, what does it actually take to live a wise as fuck life? What does it take to live one of those lives? One of those lives where you're actually really settled with who you are. You're actually really settled with where you are. It's not that you're not playing big games in life and going for things, but you're not fucked up about where you're at. And you are someone who is bigger than your own personal concerns, which sounds a little weird. This is supposed to be fucking self-help, right? You're here for your personal concerns. That's right. But there are ways to get beyond them. There are ways to live a really big life. There's ways to recognize a greater future than the one that's currently rattling around in your fucking head. Wise as fuck is a, is a really important part of what I'm out to give people. I, see, look, some people in my business, they just give you the latest fad. They give you the latest fucking idea they've had and off it goes to you. That is not my plan. Okay, and it's never been my plan. Every book is a very strategically thought out piece of a bigger puzzle. Now, each book on its own is designed to be very powerful for you, to impact your life. 
And by the way, this is the same with a podcast. It's all part of a greater whole, of a bigger thing. What bigger thing? I, I'm, I'm really out to impart my entire philosophy, all of it, the whole thing. And I don't want to say you're like, you know, as I've said in the past, I'm not sitting here in a fucking ivory tower or something. I use it when I go off the rails. I use it when I get a little fucked up. I use it when I get suppressed. I use it when I get stressed or overwhelmed. I use it. I use it when my relationships are not working. I apply the principles. And when I apply the principles, my life works. And that's the interesting thing about this sort of stuff. Like, if you're really interested in your life working, you got to be coming from some place. You got to be coming from some kind of fucking logic and a well thought out logic, one that you've thought through yourself, one that you've kind of went into and seen it for yourself, like witnessed the kind of like robust nature of the philosophy for yourself. But I really want you to get the whole of it. I want you to get everything. I want you to get like, how the fuck do I get wise when somebody in my life dies? How do I get wise if I go bankrupt? What can I apply there other than get over it or some shit? Or how do I handle like my fears? How do I handle that? Like I'm looking out in front of myself and I'm like, oh fuck, like this is too much. Or it's too much for me. Or I'm out my depth. Or I don't know what I'm doing. Or I'm confused. Like how do I navigate life from there? I know a lot of people say, well, you just got to push past your fears. And there's an element of truth to that, of course. But I'm really out for you as the reader and the listener to become a wiser human being. Look, you might be driving to work right now. You might be driving home from work right now. You might be going home in a situation that you do not want to be in anymore. It's imperative. It's completely incumbent upon you to get yourself as well equipped for the life that's to come. But that also includes the wiser you get the more okay you'll be with the life you've had. Whatever it's been, whether you had a shitty childhood, shitty teens, terrible fucking 20s, things that you're ashamed of, things that you're constantly trying to hide. There is no life to be lived in the darkness. You got to get over this notion of hiding yourself or hiding stuff about yourself. No matter how horrible you think it is. And I've talked about this in past episodes. A truly wise as fuck life requires you to be authentic and vulnerable and out there and in the world, not wrapped up in the darkness of your own thoughts and your own shame and your own guilt. You got to step out there and in the world. And then you'll see, you know, even the most polished human being has got their darkness, you know, so you're not alone. And I really want you to get that. In a moment, we're going to be going to a break. But as usual, you know, I'm always encouraging you and I really do encourage you right now to contact the show if you've got something going on in your life, right? So connect at garyjohnbishop.com, drop me an email, or call and leave a voicemail, right? You've heard on previous episodes now, people calling into the show and leaving their question or their conundrum. But anyway, you can contact the show, 646-450-3203, and uh, leave us a voicemail. Again, 646 450 3203. I love hearing from you guys. Even if you don't want to get any like the personal nature of your shit show, you can suggest things that you want me to get into. Like, why don't you tackle this fucking thing? Everything is on the fucking table. I mean, all of it. I want to hear it all. I don't care how fucked up you think it is. 
how messy you think it is, how unsolvable you think it is, I want you to know that all things, all things are solvable. You just need to find the right nuances of conversation that open it up. You're not alone. You're not stuck. There's a way. Give me a fucking call. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, welcome back. To this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. Thank you for your patience. As with every episode, right, we've got questions from the nation where we can kind of lay it out, pick it apart. And your job as a listener, by the way, is to listen for yourself, to listen to the ways in which some of the things that I'm saying apply to you. Remember, the question itself might not apply to you, but my response to that question, you might hear a law in there that applies to your situation. So, Stephen, what have you got for us this week? So Gary, this week, we've got a lot of great questions from the nation, but I want to play it back to the book. I really do think that a lot of people in this world aren't deploying the wisdom that you've already given them. But at the same time, I think that they have that wisdom within them. And I think they just need that little wake up call from you. Okay. All right. I like that. So I've got a few questions that I've picked out and we're just going to go through them one by one and hopefully shed that little bit of light. All right. Good. So our first question comes from Ryan. The past few months, I've been going through a divorce after 20 years. Then we've got moving, career pressures, and also being completely out of work due to COVID. No shocker there. Through all this, I've worked my way through Unfuck Yourself and stopped doing that shit. And today I'm far happier with who I've been. Now I'm working through Do the Work and have a question about the relationship section. I know I need to work on how I see and deal with others, but when the instructions in the book are about picking a relationship to unfuck, I'm at a loss. Despite the divorce, I have a great relationship with my ex. I'm close with my kids, my parents, and my siblings. I have some friends and extended family members that I've had fallings out with over the years, but frankly, these aren't relationships that I miss or would find fruitful or positive. Should I pick someone to work on, even if they've been out of my life for an extended time? Or is there something to be had by just picking someone and fucking working on it? All right. That's a great question. That is a fucking awesome question, right? Because, but not, not for the reason why one might think, you see, a lot of people can look at their life and pick out a couple of relationships and say, well, that thing's fucking screwed. Right. But then if you press them on it, they'll say, and I've been functioning okay with it being the way that it is. And then what we often buy ourselves off with is this idea that, well, Whatever that thing was between us, I'm now over it. Even though you did fucking nothing to, in quotes, get over it. So in other words, you, my friend, like all human beings, have actually got a fucking slew of relationships in your life that require tending. In fact, you even mentioned some of them. But you've become so okay with how it is that you don't realize the burden that it's having on you. Now, how do I know that? Because you fucking mentioned them. In fact, I'm going to say something to you. Every fucking relationship you've got there, 
everyone you mentioned to me. Try on the idea that you're better with your ex-wife than you were and that somehow that has solved it for you. Or you've become better with your parents than you were. Or as a lot of people have, by the way, these, my relationship with my parents is okay. I have no issue. Really? Like one of the most fucking fundamental relationships of your entire life is okay. Or is it fully representative of your aliveness, of who the fuck you are? Is it clean and clear and nothing in it? Just a self-expression? Or are the little bits of mud, little bits of withhold, tiny little inklings of resentment or like, oh, just my dad being my dad, bullshit, which is what I would call a palatable resentment. That's just my dad being my dad. As opposed to like really looking at like, well, what is that for me? And how does that live for me? And what are the ways that that gets a little in the way between me fully expressing myself with him or could be your mom, could be anybody, but fully expressing myself. So I'm going to give you a real easy way to kind of see the relationships that work compared to the relationships that don't work as well, all the way down to the ones that don't work. And if you look, it's like a sliding scale, okay? The relationships where you're most freest to be yourself, those work. As you go down the scale, you're becoming less and less and less and less free to be yourself. And in some of those relationships, you have to be a certain kind of you to manage that relationship, right? You're kind of being a certain version of yourself that helps you navigate that. And this sometimes surprises people. Those are the relationships that actually aren't working. How do I know that? They're not working for you. You're having to turn yourself into somebody every time you come across that person, across that situation. And no, cutting them out and like, oh, I'm done. I'm not even going to fucking talk to them. Whatever that shit is, that's no solution either. How do I know that? Because the next time I have a conversation about relationships, that one will be on your fucking mind. It's there. It lives for you. And even in the recesses and the darkness of your mind, do the work is a very short workbook with some really big fucking questions in it. They're not easy to answer. But at the same time, you know, like, if you want to make more fucking money, you better be good at relationships. You better get good at them because you're going to fucking need to build some. Love relationships, professional relationships, friendships. You got to get good at them. And how you get good at them is realizing all the ways that you'll fuck them up. If you want to be someone who makes big changes in your life, you got to be masterful with your own wiring. You got to be masterful with the ways that your machinery works. You don't get to fudge that shit. Everybody wants a fucking strategy. The problem with strategies is it's the same asshole using the strategy who didn't have a strategy before. So you need to actually get to the heart of what makes your life be the way it is. And you got to be able to do that without an ounce of blame. It's not about blaming yourself or blaming somebody else. You got to learn to go through life with this kind of approach where it's almost matter of fact. And that's a very powerful place to stand as a human being. So I'd invite you to look again at all those fucking relationships and start to really see like how some of those situations you've made it so okay, you think this workbook doesn't apply to them. <laughs> Holy shit. 
All right, Stephen, what else have you got for me this week? So our next question comes from Diane. And Diane asks, in your toolkit on day one, you ask, who are the people you want to show up for in your life? My first response was, I want people in my life to show up for. That's the biggest hole in my life, not having that person or people. My second response was, I need to show up for me. Which one should I take on first and where should I begin? All right, that's a great question. So if you're listening to this right now and you're wondering what the toolkit is, um, if you bought an advanced copy of Wise as Fuck, you got a free toolkit, which is really a brilliant exercise that, uh, that we put together for people to really empower them to take their lives on and know in different ways. So if you're listening to this on October 13th, they were available as a pre-purchase, okay? So they might be there, they might not. You know, if you go on to Amazon, you go on to Audible, you order your book, it should direct you there. If it doesn't, they're no longer available. But anyway, you actually ask a really good question because there's a balance to this, right? There's definitely a balance. In the, uh, in the toolkit, I talk about showing up for people. And then you say, well, I have no people in my life to show up for. Well, that's probably because you haven't been showing up for people. You got to show up. You got to be an influence. You got to be something in somebody's life. And this is the beginnings of power for a human being. Now, so the beginnings of power is when you start to realize that not only do you have a massive say in how life goes, but you've always had it. You've always had a massive say in how your environment rolls up. You've always had a massive say in the quality of your relationships. You've always had a massive say in your future. But we don't live like we've had that say. So sometimes you'll see something on the news or you'll see something, you know, on the internet and you just, you know, you have that experience of like fucking helplessness. But everything in this world is happening on your watch. When you walk into your building at work, that person at the door, that's on your watch. You look them in the eye, say anything. You just fucking stumble past. You ever acknowledge them? That's a person with a life and a family, possibly. Hopes. Dreams. See, part of the problem with society these days is we've become so fucking self-indulgent. It's so about ourselves. And it's because we think that if I fix myself, then I'll be better. Which, there are elements of truth to that, but it's not entirely truthful. One of the ways to get your nose out of your fucking belly button is to start to give a fuck for how others are doing. Start to get concerned with how people are to be that kind of person. Now, again, I know that some of you are listening to this right now going, but I always make it about other people and I'm still unhappy. No, because you've got like a system in place. Like if I be great with these people, that'll be better for me. And the minute you connect those two things, you're fucked. See, I'm, I'm out to make a difference for people for the sake of making a difference for people. That's it. I'm out to influence people and impact people for the sake of just that. Like not so that I'm happier. A byproduct of that is I'm happier. But if I connect those two things, I'm fucked. Like I'm this guy because being this guy, being this person, being this kind of human being is a complete interruption to the human being that I am by default. So when I say be an influence, be someone who makes a difference in this world, it's all designed to interrupt who you are by default. So start with other people, Diane. Start with other people and start with like looking at it from the perspective of 
well, why the fuck aren't there people in my life? Like, who have I been? And don't put it down to, well, people don't fucking like me. Like, don't start that shit, right? Or I've never been good with people. Like, no, let's not do that, okay? Let's come from, like, really. If I tell myself the truth about myself, and you can do this in the quiet of your own thoughts without shaming or fucking blaming yourself, but really in the cold light of day, if I've lived my life as a judgmental human being, which many, 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 many people do, and I don't make people wrong for judging, that's up to them. It's hardly surprising when people don't want to be by my side. And I'm not saying you've done that, by the way, Diane. I just want you to look. That was an example. I want you to look at who have I been that there are no people in my life? You know, have I been relating to myself like I'm different or I don't belong or I don't fit in? Yeah, well, there you go. If I keep approaching friendships and relationships and people from that perspective, that's all about me. What about them? What have they got going on? Do they feel like they fit in? So in terms of that exercise, yeah, don't make it about yourself. Make it about somebody else and go from there. All right, Stephen, let's take one more question for the nation. Gary, our last question this week is a beast. So I'm really curious to see how you take this one on. And I'm sure that our good friend Brett will be as well. Brett says, tape to the sun visor in my truck is a printout of your Instagram post that says, forgiveness is my superpower. At the moment, forgiveness is not my superpower, but I've gotten better at it after you blew my fucking mind the first time I heard you explain it. That's the advice I need staring me in the face every day because I've habitually held on to grudges like they were going to pay my mortgage one day. So thanks for reminding me if I don't forgive, then I'm the asshole. As for what I need your insight on, I know how to lose weight, but I need some direction. I've lost 70 pounds already, but I can't control my eating. I'm every kind of eater there is, emotional, social, binge, whatever. So Gary, what do you tell people who can't stop fucking up their own weight loss progress? I can't get it to click in my head that I don't have to eat like an asshole and hate myself every day because that's what normal has always felt like to me. I'll be happy to make some space on the visor or better yet, the fridge. But either way, I'll be listening to the podcast until you decide to hang up your fucks. Thanks. All right, Brett. Great freaking question. For all the listeners, nod your head if you've got some version of what Brett's going on in his life, right? So for Brett, it's eating, but for you, it might be spending money. It might be shitty relationships. It might be like this never-ending cycle of same old, same old, same old, same old. And you keep falling into the same fucking traps. Now, Brett, the first thing I want you to give up, though, is a psychological examination of yourself. That is, I'm this kind of eater, or that kind of eater, or that kind of eater. No, you just fucking eat. Okay, you eat when somewhere in the back of your mind, you know you shouldn't. That's it. That's all there is to this, by the way. You eat when there's some little noise in the back of your head that says don't, and you'll do it anyway. Or you're done in the last hundred bucks in your bank account, and then there's that thing you saw online, and you don't really have the money, but fuck it, I'll use the last bit of my fucking credit card here. On and on and on and on. We all have these things that we know we shouldn't do, but somehow we're compelled to fucking do it. But I am going to address this from the aspect of you losing weight, okay? So this will not be a psychological breakdown of what you've got going on. If you want that, go to a psychologist and they'll be able to guide you from that perspective. That's not what I'm doing. I'm doing this from very much from an ontological perspective. Your struggle, if you like, and I'm going to call this one a struggle, right? Because I think that's ultimately what you're after. 
one might say, well, what the hell, Gary, now this man wants to get his body to look a certain way. And I say, no, he wants this to be like this way, the way it is right now. And, and by the way, this is a big part of what's in Stop Doing That Shit. Stop Doing That Shit is designed for you to break down your own subconscious in a way that you can see it, right? You can actually see your own subconscious and what it does and why it does it. See, for people that don't have love in their life and they're constantly struggling with relationships, what if that's the point? For those of you that are struggling with your weight, what if this is the point? What if like this is some subconscious point that you're making to the fucking universe? It actually eventually comes down to a person or people or event from your past that you're trying to prove a point to, that the struggle continues. That is a big part of being a human being. Like human beings need to have something to grind up against. Like, you know, when you ask somebody and say, what would you do if your life turned out, like really turned out? They always say, oh, that would be fucking amazing. But the real answer to that is that would be a nightmare for you because you wouldn't know what the fuck to do with yourself. That your life is a constant setup of specific challenges to basically give your life some sense of fucking purpose, to give your life some direction. So, Brett, my friend, you must set your environment up for you to win. So that means whatever's in the refrigerator has to be consistent with you winning at this weight game. Game, not gain. By the way, where you go, like where you travel to, how you travel there, take a different fucking route. Stop driving past McDonald's, whatever the fuck you're doing. And I'm not a fucking dietitian, but I want you to get like, it's been pretty much proven overindulgence of those things will have an impact and a big impact to that. And be really fucking truthful with yourself. If you continue to struggle with this the way you're struggling with it, I think you just get to perpetuate the myth of your fucking past. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You get to be right about what you've already determined. And this is for everybody to really get your ears around this. To build a new life requires you to wrestle with a fucking person who produced the old one. You got to wrestle with that fucking bastard for a while. So therefore, you can't get yourself into some situation where you're trying to stop things that you used to do. Because believe it or not, trying to stop things that you used to do will perpetuate what you used to do. So then how do I fucking deal with this, Mr. Fancy Pants Scottish man? Your life has to be absolutely packed full with the items, the behaviors, the habits of the life you are after. And you have to be unrelenting with that. So if boredom is your thing, Something needs to go in that space. Reading, walking, watching a movie. If being in the house is too tempting, get the fuck out of the house. You have to start peppering your life with the kinds of commitments that fills your life up. You have to actually start living the life of the future you, not the past you. The past you is trying to change old behaviors. The future you is indulging himself in new ones, whole new things. And I don't care what it is, you know, fucking learn how to play the violin. Get passionate about fucking collecting baseball cards or some shit. I don't know. That's up to you. Get interested. Look out into the future and say, well, four years from now, if I'm that 
ideal body shape that I have in mind, and that's, by the way, subjective, that's always up to the, the individual, what's the life I'm living? What am I doing? And start to get a handle on these things. Start to like bring these things into your life now. Do I get up earlier? Do I go to bed later or earlier? You got to start peppering your life with the life you're after now. You got to start inviting in those behaviors and habits. You got to bring them in now. It's time. It's not like you're building towards that, which is a great fucking illusion, right? If one of these days you want to be a writer, what do you do? Uh, you should write. When? Right now. You want to be a painter? You should paint. When? Right fucking now. I don't have any paints. Doesn't matter. Get some mud and some paper and fucking start there. Like you got to start engaging yourself with the future that you're after in terms of your behaviors. The more you do this, those old brain patterns will come up. Those old urges will come up. It doesn't mean anything. They'll come and go. The practice that you have to start putting in place is, how can I have this experience? How can I have this urge and engage with one of my new habits? How can I do both? And by the way, that practice is in a moment of time. It's like right there in the moment. It's not about getting rid of the urges. The more you make it about that, the more fucked you are. It's about realizing in the moments of urge, in the moments of compulsion, that there actually do exist other possibilities, other potential outcomes, that if I engage with those, I'm much more likely to head off in that direction. And I guess this is the final little piece that I want everybody to get for themselves. Life change is upsetting. You're doing violence to your old self, the way your old self would do things, the way your old self would approach life. And some people think they can just do the life in bits. I don't agree with that. I think when you take on something significant like your body, that's a big fucking reinvention. Now, you got to stop talking about why you can't or why you're stopped and get yourself invested, completely invested in the know what. This is what I'm going to do. Now what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You got to start peppering your life with that sort of stuff. All right? Like, you are a human being, but that doesn't let you off the hook. You're still very much on the hook for this. But you got to stop indulging all of these stories and little melodramas in your head about why you are the way you are. No one fucking cares why you are the way you are. People only care about who you are right now. And that's where all your attention and all your focus needs to be. Great questions this week, Stephen. Just brilliant questions. I'm so happy with the quality of questions we're getting from people. This is, this is how we want Unfuck Nation to go. It's freaking awesome. All right, as usual, you guys, submit your questions, your comments, your ideas that you want me to touch on for the show. Connect at garyjohnbishop.com or you can call us 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. And do not forget, order your copy of the book, Wise as Fuck, Simple Truths to Guide You Through the Shitstorms of Life. Follow me on any of the social media channels. Also, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We need those fucking reviews, you guys. Come on. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.